Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and along here with me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff, and he will be joining us. I mean, he's here. He's going to be on the screen shortly as we're in the middle of playing our NCAA football uh, 14 Dynasty Mode, year three with the Florida Atlantic Owls. We are playing games seven and eight tonight, and we already got started because it's been taking us some time to work through these things. Uh, we just played a, a, a few plays, nothing major. Uh, so I'm going to transition this over so you can watch us play, and then Justin's going to lead the conversation. And I believe we're going to uh, talk a lot of NFL, some March Madness, and apparently Justin wants to talk soccer. Well, I brought up the soccer part off the show because I didn't think I had a shot to make it on the show. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but... You know, maybe in a different time, but the NFL has been keeping us busy. Like it's never a, never a dull moment, is it? Well, and, and you or Adam or both of you in our group chat mentioned how there used to never be big, interesting trades in the NFL. You'd get one every few years, right. maybe, and certainly not like if there was, it was around the draft. You know, right, like right, right, like it would have been involving the picks, and it probably would have been in a few more weeks when the draft is happening. Not just like start of the league. We've been getting two to three every week for the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of crazy. And it Uh, like I'm kind of loving it, but oh, but it's definitely crazy. So in case you haven't been able to tell, although maybe I already mentioned it, we're playing number two Georgia, who's like 99s across the board. Yeah, so so uh, this could be be interesting. Could be an interesting one. Yeah, we've we've dropped from four to six as we didn't have a great week last week. No, we won both games, but not super impressively against inferior yeah. opponents. Oh, and to, to match that up, now we go against superior opponents. But we are on the road playing Georgia here, which is good for us. We we play much better on the road. Yeah, typically that is a little bit better for us. So we are 6-0. and We dropped to 6th in the 
country. We were fourth. But here we are playing games uh, seven and eight. Number two, Georgia, right now in game seven. Justin on defense. I'm on offense. Um, but, yeah, so the NFL – Oh, let's first start with the quarterbacks because those are the ones that people are most interested in. We saw another quarterback traded. Uh, my dad said, let me know when you're going to have soccer on. I'll go take my shower. <laughs> um, so, oh, the quarterbacks traded or quarterback traded this time was Atlanta Falcons, you know, decade plus uh, main guy, Matt Ryan, um, a Pennsylvania guy out of Boston College, though. He goes from Atlanta to the Colts, who got rid of Wentz a few weeks ago to the Commanders. Uh, that kind of got the quarterback carousel started, I think, was the Wentz trade. Um, so Washington jumped in early. Indianapolis was patient. And they end up getting Matt Ryan. So now I think this is like the Colts' fifth or sixth different starting quarterback I in the same number of I years. I think it's six. They will have six different starting quarterbacks on week one, six different years, or like six straight years. Yeah. So that all starts with Luck's injury history and then his prompt, like unprompted retirement, like just came, kind of came out of nowhere a few years ago. And it's been a carousel of quarterbacks there ever since. You know, two years ago it was Phillip Rivers for the Colts. Last year it was Carson Wentz. This coming year it'll be Matt Ryan. I, I like the trade. For the Colts, I, I think they got a guy <laughs> that can still play. I think he's as good as Carson Wentz, if not better. And I, he has a better supporting crew with him in Indianapolis than he's had in Atlanta the last few years. So I think the uh, Matt Ryan Indianapolis uh, marriage here, even if it only lasts a year, is is a good one. It, I think it definitely keeps Indianapolis as a team to to watch there in the AFC South with, uh, you know, the reigning champs Titans and with the way the Titans have played down the stretch the last few years. And I know the Titans had, or excuse me, the Colts had a collapse that left them out of the playoffs, whereas the Titans made it. But the Titans haven't looked good in the playoffs, and the, if the Colts can pressure them during the regular season, um, you never know what's going to happen. So. I, I think uh, I think the Colts are one of the, like, I think a lot of people are saying there's 12 or 13 teams that could legitimately make the playoffs in the AFC next year. And oh, I don't yeah. see why the Colts wouldn't be one of them. No, I agree, especially because, and again, I know <laughs> Houston is, is a weird one because they should have been worse than they were last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, right, they overperformed last yes. year. And now I know they're kind of starting over again, but like you're like, oh, they lost to Sean Watson. Not really. They lost him last year. <laughs> you yeah, like, he didn't play it down for him right. last year. So, you know, it's kind of – I don't really chalk that up as a loss this year. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so we were having – Technical difficulties before the show with the game and the, t the the recording and television shut up set set up, and now we're having issues playing the game as Justin and I have not been able to do anything. Yeah, game error earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, user error now. Yeah, so not great, not ideal. Um, but we're we're not down and out, okay? So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's good for the Colts. Um, you know, we had mentioned a little before when Wentz left Indianapolis um, that that was pretty, you know, that was 
sealed in week 18 with with that performance um by him and the team that that just wasn't going to work i know we touched on that before but i'm i'm really kind of tough spot there because like i i really like carson um i don't want to say he got a raw deal i feel like it was a bad situation in philly just the way everything unfolded like i said and i may have said it to you i know i said it to my dad like when Wentz got hurt and in the immediate i was like well there goes their chance like he was playing at an mvp level I'm like, he there was goes their chance at a super bowl and then i'm like well you know what they still have a chance they, they can still get this done because the rest of the team was good enough and they did get it done but like before the playoffs even started, I was like, watch Nick Foles lead them to the championship, and then like the Eagles will win a championship without Wentz, and it'll become this whole big thing. And, and it, it did, did that exact and it did thing. Exactly, become that whole big thing. Um, so I mean, you never know like how that'll turn out. I think it's also a good kind of refresher for Matt Ryan. Um, you know, like I just I feel like. It's a good reset for Atlanta, good reset for him. You know, we talk about that with coaches sometimes, how, like, at some point, you know, you just need to, you just need to, like, kind of reset. Like, the voice isn't the same in the room, you know. Kind yeah. of like when Andy Reid left the Eagles. Now it was a while ago now, but, like, it would, I, I know it sounds crazy. There's a decade He's ago. had a lot more success in Kansas City than the Eagles have necessarily had, but, like, Eagles have also won a Super Bowl since then, and he's won a Super Bowl since then. Like, it has worked out for both. You know, like, right. it worked out for both of them. Yep. Um, and so, w- when you just look at those things, like, sometimes the change is, isn't necessarily bad. So, I think Matt Ryan's still got plenty left. I don't think he was the problem in Atlanta. And again, this is another one, like Phillip Rivers, like, where early on, I was not... I, w- I was... Quick. Oh my gosh! Maybe not quick. But, well, I guess quick to criticize Matt Ryan when the opportunity would present itself. But like that has changed now. Yeah, you uh, you always had a thing against Philip Rivers, and I I don't think it was to the same degree for Matt Ryan. But um, I've also never. Well, been I think a- Matt Ryan's personality honestly makes it a little harder to have those strong feelings, like. Um, Philip Rivers was always like screaming on camera and everything like that. And like, it just, oh, that was annoying. I mean, and I know like as, as he went on, like, I feel like your perspective of that changed too. Cause you heard more about it. You heard more about like, like what he would say and what he was, fussing. you know, like he, it was different, but all right, there we go. Um, but yeah, I, it'll, I'm interested to see what Matt Ryan can do there. And, uh, it'll be good for Atlanta to kind of restart um, as well. You know, yeah. they got do you um, young nucleus last year. Do you think um, Mariota has a kind of renaissance there? Do you think he's able to show anything, or was he just I don't know, but overhyped I mean, coming out of college? Because for a while we thought for sure the Eagles were getting him. You remember that, well, right? That, right. Well, and I think the Eagles would have if they could. But I don't think the Titans wanted to give him up, give it up, you know. Like, here we go. All right, that's good. Yeah, there we go. Three and out. Get the ball back. Um, I don't like because and and it worked out because the Eagles didn't end up having the chance to go through. But oh when God. when that happened, when Matt, <laughs> I think when Matt Ryan left, then it became like every quarterback from two thousand six 
through 2016, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Has maybe changed clubs or something. Is no like longer on. Is is none of them are playing for the team that drafted them. Either they're not playing or they're playing but not for the same team. Um, what's kind of funny is like if you take Tom Brady out of the equation, like let's try and think of some. Who are some of the old quarterbacks then? Matt Ryan would be one, right? Like. Well, I um, guess it depends on what you're defining as well, old. So too. what I'm thinking is with Brady out of the equation. talking like drafted pre like 2011, like 2010 and earlier. Yeah, so basically I'll, I'll kind of get to what I was trying to gonna get to here was that if if Brady's out of the equation, are Henny and Matt Ryan the oldest guys in the league? Not Possibly. not sorry, not the oldest guys. Like among quarterbacks. the like the oldest quarterbacks in the league. Uh, because they were the same draft, weren't they? Yeah, they were 08. Right, and they're both Pennsylvania guys. And right, honestly, because remember the like, Dolphins had the number one right, pick. They're like 45 minutes apart. Like, you know, like cuz he's oh. from Westchester, isn't he? Isn't he a Westchester I team? think down yeah, some down in yeah. the Downingtown area or something. Like you like said, he played for a private school, but like um Yeah, like I just it was interesting that like aside from Brady, they may be the oldest two quarterback. I don't know that. And that's hard to do. Like starters we could go through. Well, I, Fitzpatrick Oh, yeah. I don't know when he. Uh, you're kidding me? Shut up. <laughs> is this Georgia's team this year? What the heck is this? Um, but yeah, it. I think it's good for them. So here we go. More NFL news. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Going to the Dolphins, man. That one came out of nowhere. That came on super quick. I feel like right. within an hour it was reported. Right. And done. So, yeah, I saw the report that it may happen after uh, what after the- you had texted me that it or that, that it was happening. Like, I should have had that down in the the video game camera twirled and I no longer was standing where I, where the ball was coming down. Well, of course not. Yeah. So Miami all in on this year, I guess maybe either trying to prove that they were just a few pieces away or a coach away and they can have a definitive proof of whether or not two is going to be the guy going forward. They have the apparently offensive mastermind, as you know, and I was vocal on this show that Mike McDaniel was not in my top five choices for the Dolphins. Uh, Hit The aura around him has apparently led a lot of players to want to come and play there, so maybe I'm completely wrong, and if it means my team is good, I'm fine with that. Well, see, like I feel like a lot of players thought highly of the Niners and the Niners' like system. Um, And, like, putting putting it on the playmakers kind of in um, unique and innovative ways. And, hey, that would be great if the Dolphins could get on that. And Pick that. Oh, my gosh. And what better way to do it than to get Tyreek Hill and right. pair him with Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. Right. Like that. And, they, and the biggest thing is they upgraded the offensive line and they're, or they're yes, making yes. attempts to upgrade the offensive line. You know, they, they dra- or they drafted, they, they signed Connor Williams from the Cowboys who I know some people aren't high on, including uh, Ross what? Tucker. So when that happened, I was going to be like, Hey, you got the guy that was the biggest liability on the Cowboys line. last year. I know, but no, I, Oh, I thought you had that. Uh, they have other guys. They just, 
I'm hoping maybe some positional shifts will will take place and they still have an opportunity to add depth in the draft. And we just saw last year, didn't the chiefs get a guy who was even talked about as offensive rookie of the year in like the third or fourth round. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Creed Humphrey, right? Wasn't he like a fourth round draft pick? Yeah. So like yeah. you can find good offensive linemen. You don't have to take in, in the first and second round. Oh no, round. absolutely not. So the Dolphins still have, oh. the, they have their third round pick. They can uh, make improvements, and that that's what they're going to need to do. They also signed Teron Armstead, who was like at worst in the top five available free agents this year. Oh a yeah, I love that one. Had, that, that's a really good one for him. Had him number one and. I know the biggest drawback is look at their line. It's all messed up. What, what is going on? They're gonna oh they're gonna they're gonna run out of time. Oh no, they're not. Why didn't they? Oh, are you gosh. kidding me? Oh my gosh, I can't believe they just did that. I hate everything. Um, it's a good thing we get the ball away now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, Saron Armstead, the biggest thing is his durability is cause for concern. He's not able to ever finish the year. He's always getting hurt. So, uh, But hopefully he can stay healthy. They're banking on that. Miami should be able to compete in the AFC as a potential top eight team. Make the playoffs. They were nine and eight last year, and they've only gotten better on paper. And I know winning the offseason doesn't mean anything, but they hopefully with the scheme changes and the players they brought in, I'm hopeful that the offense can rise up even just a little bit. No, yes, closer to the defense. And you got to think if they do that, they're going to win another one or two games, right? And that's a ten or eleven win team, right? I really like the fact that. If they're set on Tua being their guy, that you're going to find out whether or not he's your guy. Does that make sense? Like you're going to find out in the first six to eight weeks. Right, right, and and that's what that's what we want. We talked about that with a bunch of guys. How uh, man, we never really ever find out, right? And I think we had this conversation with about other quarterbacks last week. Oh crap! Um. But yeah, like I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this, how this plays out. You know, like I, I want to see, you know, oh me too. What he's got. <laughs> um, but the AFC is just insane right now. Oh yeah. Because uh, you, you look at it, out west, all four teams. I think you could now say could win the division. Yeah. And this is before the draft. Yeah. Any of the four teams, if you told me won the West, I wouldn't be shocked. The North, I think, is a crapshoot too. Be just be, there's a lot of variables still out there. Are the Steelers done at quarterback? Is it going to be Trubisky? Is Deshaun Watson going to play for the Browns this year? Or is the NFL going to step in and, and are things going to change uh, with his status? What happens with Baker Mayfield? Can Joe Burrow and the Bengals repeat the uh, incredible sophomore season from him uh, in year three? The Ravens fell apart oh gosh. late last year, but are very good, and I expect them to be very good again this year. Like I, I Again, I think if you told me any of those four teams won the AFC North, 
I don't think that would surprise me. I agree. So then you look at the South. I think the South, you're looking at the t- Titans and Colts again. Go again. Go again. Oh. oh. Yeah, the, the, the crazy thing here, there are three teams that could have NFL MVP caliber quarterbacks in right. the AFC North. Yeah. Like, if Joe Burrow won the I, – like, I wouldn't be stunned if Joe Burrow won NFL MVP. I wouldn't be stunned if Lamar Jackson won MVP. He's already done it. Right. I wouldn't be stunned if Deshaun Wa- – well, actually. Okay. Well, his play on the field Play on the indicate- field, he, he may be the best of all of them. Right. Which is crazy to think I, about. I, look, NFL, the NFL, more than any other league, is like, we don't care. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean like the league itself. I just mean like the way it works. Like, to oh, show, no. like, for example, yeah, this is not good. Like, Brian Cushing, remember, was, yeah, had steroid history in high school, steroid history in college, steroid history in the NFL, including a positive test. When At he the wins, combine, right? Well, right, and he won NFL Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. They revote and vote for him anyway. Like they just don't care, and that's fine. Like that's that is what it is. That's a different topic. However, I can't imagine a scenario where Deshaun Watson wins NFL MVP. Right. Even if he plays. Like even if he was only suspended a couple well, games and, and, and that's played also amazing, with the caveat that nothing comes out that this was some that this ended up I don't even really want to talk about it because anything I say will be misconstrued. Right, right, right. But like unless the off the field stuff drastically changes. Right. Unless it, yeah, there's a change there in his favor beyond something I can really comprehend happening. Nice, very nice. <sighs> With the backup. The the guy that went out hurt is our Heisman trophy winner. Right. But yeah, so all right, so we've did the so let's go f- back to the south then. Yeah. So Titans and Colts are probably your one two. Right. I don't think the Texans are going to be there to compete. Could they be better than even they were last year? I think it's possible. Right. And then that leads the Jaguars, which I think are a really interesting team this year because I mean, last year was a, just a disaster because not only were you breaking in a rookie quarterback, one of which Justin and I have always said think it's going to be overhyped and overrated as like, a, as a pro. Right. We just like pump the brakes. Like but I, y- you had a dumpster fire of a coach who we also were like, that's not going to work out. Like, why are they even interested in him? Man, that article you shared with me, yeah. that athletic. All right. It's abdominal strain. He's out for the game, which is not ideal, but it's not worse than that. So that's, yeah, I was good. thought it was going to tell, say a knee or a leg broken leg or something. Um, so, the Jaguars moving on and just a change in that culture in the locker room and they're going out and spending money, even if they're overspending. Right. They're spending to get guys into a and system you're that now Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson is in control. A coach is he this is one of those where they swung the other way. They got a player's coach, you know, like oh man. Whew. So honestly, do I think the Jags are a playoff team? I don't think I can go that far. No, but, but do I, I think they could surprise people this year? Absolutely. I think they're going to be a heck of a lot better this year than they were last but year. But they would still be in my bottom three in the AFC right. at the moment. Then I, the Texans I understand that. And the Jets. That's the other team. Because um, I think in the AFC East, it's Buffalo. 
and then it's Miami, New England. Who, who's going to be the number two there? Yeah, you know, obviously, I hope it's Miami. Right. Uh, well, and to be honest, it it has to be now. Like, I'm not saying they. That oh, you will mean be, like based like, on the talent there? Based yeah, on no, them right. going all in, like you're anything, right. anything short of second would be a not disaster, good yeah. this year. I mean, I guess you could get third, but also make the playoffs. But then that right. means in that, some weird scenario where they win 11 games but are third in the division yeah, or something they like lose that, lose out the tiebreaker. Both, right, both like, Miami and New England are 11 and six, but right. Buffalo was 14 like, and three or something. Right. Like that. So, assuming that's not the case. Um. Well, that would mean the AFC West all massively right. Fourth and eleven at midfield. Take it. We'll take it. So, but that's what I mean. Like the AFC is just stocked with talent. It's just really absurd. Okay, I thought I hit something other than start. Wouldn't put it past you, right? So, and there's just been such crazy, like major changes for every team there except the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, like, pretty much. I um, mean, they got rid of Julio Jones and they but, brought in Robert again, Woods. Like, how many times are the Titans going to show us the same movie? You know, like yeah, over and over again. Going to well, be like, good in the regular season. They were trying to make it a point of like, hey, we can do this without Derrick Henry too. Yeah, so, you could, but then in the playoffs, you couldn't do right, anything. So now, what makes you think? Look at how stacked the the quarterbacks are in the in, in the AFC. And what makes you think Ryan Tannehill is going to get it done now? Oh, here, let's you know, do that like, fun thing we did a little bit ago. Uh, let's rank the AFC quarterbacks. Okay. Or, right. or not, I guess rank isn't the So where are they in relative to Ryan Tannehill? Are okay. they better or yep, worse? Yep. So, so let's start, start out west? Yeah, start yeah. out west. So let's just see. You can go in alphabetical order um, if that makes it easier. Dude, I cannot go in alphabetical order. I have to think of a map. How, <laughs> what do you mean alphabetical order? Do you think of these things in alphabetical order? Denver. Kansas? No, I look at a map. I start in the west. I'm starting in the bottom left of the United States. You're weird. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. I, I don't even know you anymore. Like, okay, so Denver. Russell Wilson. I'm taking Russell Wilson over, over Tannehill. Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Uh Mahomes next. Like yep. that's not even a conversation. Yes, no. Um Derek Carr. Vegas Carr. Um Whew. I, that's a tough one. Right. That's a tough one. Right. I I feel like, honestly, right now, I might give the edge to Carr, which people, so I think, I would might too. call me crazy. I would, but too. But that's me but thinking I think if of you the put, year. I think if you put Derek Carr on those Tennessee teams, you don't see any difference. And we've seen Ryan Tannehill on a bad team. I shouldn't say a bad team. Watch it. On, on a team without the weapons that he needs. We've seen that, right? Like, we've seen that before. Oh, nice move. Nice move. <sighs> now I need to get this. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, all I do is hand it off anyway. So, all right. Got the backup in. Got the backup in. Um, yeah, so Derek Carl, give the edge of the car. Uh, Herbert, I'm taking Herbert. Yeah, like. oh, absolutely. All right. So, we have none. We have none that we've taken. So, so far, we're four for four right. from not Tannehill. Right. So, let's go to the north then. I'm taking Burrow. I'm taking Jackson. I'm taking um, Watson. Yeah. The only one I'm not is Trubisky. Like, yeah, I'm I taking, agree. I agree. I'm, and, and this sounds terrible because I'm not – like, I think that's a good – I think that's a good, like, low-risk, potentially high-reward for the Steelers. 
Like oh, I'm, no, I'm not I, down I, on that. I'm move. not trying to hate on it's Trubisky. Just I'm just he hasn't like Ken Hill showed more. Right. He's also had a lot of time. Um, I'm keeping the backup in. Okay. What a story! What a story to go to Georgia and pull it off. Um, do you want me to let the clock run? I was gonna say I would maybe I I would try for another. Well, do you think you can get another first down? I don't know. Well, let's see how first down goes. Okay. Because um, if you if you get in a spot where we might get the first down, then I would say start bleeding it and see if we can maybe kick the field goal. Ah. Um. That's all right. Three yards. Three yards. All right. So we've taken seven. So we have seven in front of Tannehill, one right. behind. Right. Whew. Let's okay. go to the east. Let's skip to the east. Okay. So uh, you're taking Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen. What about Mac Jones? I'm taking Tannehill over Mac Jones right now. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think some has been ceiling, shown there. but Well, I would say the ceiling is much higher just because I feel like there's a lot of unknowns with him yet. Oh, my God. I did not hit the twirl button. (laughs) The twirl. The spin button fast enough. Whew, he got lit up. I would start start milking it here, too. Yeah. Make them use timeouts, too. I'm just looking for the right play that'll get me the first down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, no, I'm I'm wishing you 100% there. Uh I take Tannehill over Jones. I take Tannehill over Tua. I hope that changes this year. Um, I and I, I take Tannehill over uh, Zach Wilson too. Yeah, I mean, I'd love for Tua to have a heck of a year and like that be like, oh my gosh. So so in th- that division, we went only one ahead of him, right? Yeah. So we're at eight. Well, no, no, no. Right? Just oh yeah, just yeah. Josh sorry, Allen, sorry, right? sorry. Yes, I just misunderstood what you said. Yeah, we took. So we're up to eight in front of Tannehill, just yeah. in the AFC. Right. Eight in front right. of him, and now into his division. I take Matt Ryan ahead of him. I do too. So that's nine. I don't take Trevor Lawrence. I don't take Davis Mills. Right. So I take nine, nine in front of him though. Just in the AFC. Though. Just in the AFC. Right. And Which means so he's a top ten quarterback in the AFC. <laughs> Which is only 16 teams. <laughs> right. Yeah. They haven't used any timeouts yet. No, and they uh, they have that weird thing at the end, too, of the first half. N'Kobe Dean. Gosh. Man, I'd love for the Eagles to get him. I think we'd all love for our teams to get him. And some of the projections don't have him going to, like, the 20s. Like. Well, my team has no shot. They're, we're not picking to, like, pick 101 now. But sorry, we got Tyreek Hill, and I can't really be that mad right, about like that, you, right? Right. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, should I have taken a knee there? No. I don't really like doing that. If I can score a touchdown, I want to score a touchdown. Right. I know there's all kinds of analytics and football philosophers out there that would probably say that was the wrong in, thing. In real but... life, in real life, yeah, maybe we do. But like in. In video game stuff, you don't no. So show you once I kick. <laughs> um No, I'm kicking out the end zone. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I, the Titans are what we you know. Oh, I thought he was returning it. Are they good enough to win eleven, ten, ten to twelve games? Sure. They could be they're a ten and seven team, maybe a twelve and five team, but I just I don't have any confidence in them to do anything in the postseason. Two years in a row, they've laid an egg. Yep. 
So uh, I don't even really know why we focused on Tannehill and the Titans. It had nothing to do with any of the trades that happened other than Matt Ryan going to the Colts, I guess. In the SEC, uh, that's intentional grounding, by the way. So, um, Yeah. Uh, anything else NFL-related you wanted to talk about this week? Um, I do like some of the things that the Eagles have done. Not so much. Did they pick up the receiver Pascal or whatever out of Indy? Yeah. Who is actually r- r- rated lower than Jalen Rager in some categories. Um, but they picked up um, the linebacker White out of Kazir. Uh, is it Kazir? Uh, yeah, Kazir White. I I like that. I I mean I he had a good year with San Diego. Um, I'm I'm all for that. They can always use help there. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Fourth and five. They have two timeouts. Maybe they'll punt. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. All right. So, how about you want to talk a little March Madness? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do that? We'll talk about the madness. Um, unfortunately, we saw the end of the 15th seed St. Peter's today, the Peacocks. They could not hang with North Carolina. Um, they lost big, but he, great run by them. First 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. So how about, and you might have seen this, their coach, right, played in the McDonald's All-American game with Kobe, all right, and actually won player of the game. Oh, wow. No, I didn't see that. Did yeah. not see that. Yeah. So we're, we have our final four, though, now. Yes. Uh, and man, you got what? Blue it, bloods everywhere. Is it a one, two twos, and an eight, or is it two ones, a two, and an eight? Oh, um, it's Kansas. Was a one. Right. And they get um, Villanova. Kansas plays Villanova, yeah. Who's a two. And Duke was a two, right? Was Duke a two? Um, Duke was a two. Yes. yes. And Duke, yes. UNC. So we got a one versus a two, Kansas. Villanova, great matchup. And then we get Duke we, UNC. By the way, we were down 14 nothing at half. Yeah, came we back were. And won this game. Uh, uh, those picks by you to start the second half was huge. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's a massive classic that, score, too. Number one. What a huge win by us. That was yes. good. Yeah. If anyone's watching, <laughs> excuse me, Dad, uh, you should uh, you know, congratulate us on such a huge victory right there. I know you're on the edge of your seat. I know. All right, well, just <laughs> wait till we start talking soccer. Um, no, March Madness, it was crazy. I did awful in the bracket this so, year. So I did not do – I didn't start out real strong, but my, my two finalists are still in it. Um, so I'm doing really well. I'm in the 95th percentile, okay? Now, I shouldn't say that because I don't know how things went after um, – oh, here. Oh, I just didn't know. I yeah, I, I, I got distracted. I don't know. Uh, so I, I was do, I'm doing really well. But – so like after the first game today – Well, you I, have Kansas, right? Right. I do have Kansas. Um. I was in fourth place in the show one. I'm going to try and pull it up so I can see. I'm sorry. I'm in the 94.5th percentile right now with my bracket. Um, and in the show, I'm I'm fourth. I'm tied for fourth with, I think, Isaac. Was Isaac hat guy? Yes. Yeah. So I'm tied for fourth with Isaac and uh, Brandon Doms. 
And then, but I'm behind my wife who is in second place, right? But, but I'm she in has Villanova, right? Out of no, she is Duke. She is Duke. Out of fifty brackets, I'm fifty nine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't load. Up. So out of fifty nine, I am fourth in one that I have that just me and the boys and my parents. All right. Now multiple brackets for different people. I'm fifth. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, because. I am behind each of my dad's brackets and Jamie's bracket. Um, now, if Kansas wins, I I have a shot. Um, well, we got points for a 14-point comeback victory. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. All right, now we host UTSA. So if we go by any of the way that our games normally go, this is a home game and we get against smoked. a crappy opponent. So this is going to be a nail-biter. <laughs> um and we did jump to five. Yeah, we did jump to five, but Georgia's probably four, like I said. Right, right. <laughs> we should, I should have pulled it up. Georgia's probably four. Uh, however, however, BCS stuff is the only one that really matters, right? Right, it, yeah. I think we could be different there, and that doesn't right. come out for, I think, like till like week 12 or something. But So I want to give a shout-out to pretty much everyone in my family is doing better than me, so... Um, unfortunately, my sister Corinne is alive and well because she has UNC winning it all. Yeah, yeah, we need that. To not we happen. need that to not happen. So go Duke. I mean, yeah, always so, and forever. So I'm today, for Jamie Duke. started talking about the pressure of the game. Like she was a pressure of the game, and I'm like, Jamie, this is why we can't do semi-competitive things that are just kind of for fun because she is ultra competitive. Like, and I am too, but like differently. Um, <laughs> But so here we go. I wanted to talk to you about this, about March Madness and the Final Four, because based on my bracket, like my bracket and my rooting interests are going to be in conflict probably in all three games. Okay. Oh, really? So, well, potentially. I shouldn't say Oh, because you want Villanova to win, because but I Kansas. I want Villanova to win, but I need Kansas to win for my bracket. Yeah. All right. And we're at the point where like, ah. where you're rooting for brackets, you know, like early on, like, in one bracket, I had Kentucky winning. Well, okay, root for chaos with that one. But then Kansas kept hanging on, hanging on, right? And then the other one, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to be rooting for Duke over UNC. Yeah. However, it would be better for my bracket. If UNC won. If UNC won because there are a lot of people that have Duke. And if Duke loses and Kansas wins two more, then I would, well, if Kansas I would jump a lot of people. Aren't you going to be the champ if that happens? I could be. Now, I have, in my bracket, I have Kansas beating Duke. But, like, sacrificing that win for others not getting it and my champion still being around. Oh, not good. Not good. You know, that would, that would, I I don't know how the math works in the scoring, but that could work out in my favor. To get two more wins as a, and a lot of people get no more wins, you know? I don't know if I've ever done that in the history of me playing this game, Justin. Throw a pick six? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I've thrown pick sixes before. Um, so, anyway. If we... so, But, like, I want Duke to win. Like, I want Duke to win. But then if it comes down to the final, and if it's Kansas... Well, I, I shouldn't say that. There, there is a scenario where it would be Villanova and Duke. Oh, that would be tough. I, I would probably root for Nova. Oh, I'd be rooting. But like Coach K. See, last, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing with Coach K is the only reason that I'd be rooting for them over Nova. But like, I want Nova to win. 
How crazy is it? Through the last six tournaments, Villanova is 20 and 3. That's crazy. Because they've won two of them and they haven't lost in this one yet. Yeah. <laughs> like And there wasn't one for a year. Right. And they won championships in the other two. Yeah. Like it's just it's just nuts. They um, won 16 and 18, right? And then yeah, there wasn't one in 20. It's just it's just crazy. Like Jay Wright, man, he has that them really going. And I know it was – I don't know how this happened, but, like, probably just because when you start liking, like, tweets about the tournament, you start ending up with all kinds of stuff. And I've been liking Justin, a lot of Big Ten stuff. The algorithm. So, so I started getting all these people who are complaining about the Maryland coaching search <laughs> and or coaching situation. Basketball? Yes. Wait, and, well, how, when was the last time Maryland basketball was relevant? Well, and that's, that's part of what they were saying here. Um, and it frustrates them that, like – when they watch Villanova, that like there's always like two guys that were like that Maryland should have gotten because they recruit the same area, the DMV yeah. very well. So um, they were really good when we were in college. And Maryland oh my was gosh, like, yeah! Before they made it, to, yeah. Before they went to the Big Ten, right? <laughs> Essentially, yeah, yeah. Well, they remember they were like always back and forth with those Duke teams and stuff. Too. Yeah, like yeah, that's why. Don't get me wrong, like. And financially, and man, look at how the Big Ten Network does compared to the ACC Network. Financially, it works for Maryland. Like, oh, it, it yeah. really does. Um, but from their standpoint, they were a better fit in the ACC. Oh, by and Basketball large, yeah. first school. Like, honestly, there are years where with Loxley there, I feel like they could be competitive, like top half of the ACC. Well, and like football-wise, because football, they've had Clemson. And no one else, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, th- I think we could if we we don't we're not going to. But if we were to go through and do that exercise we did with AFC quarterbacks with Maryland and ACC football teams, I think I put them ahead of more than half. They're you know, down, they're so, way in front of Pitt, that's for sure. <laughs> heck yeah, Pitt's like the bottom rung. So, um, so like I just like don't. It makes sense financially. I understand, but. Man, it's a hard sell, I think. Yeah. Do you care more about money or about winning? <laughs> about being relevant? Yeah. Because really, I mean, Maryland well, football in the Big Ten, they've been beaten Penn State, what, twice? Once was like right at the beginning of the actual issues with scholarships. Yes. Like it was the first time we saw that be an yeah. issue. It was 2014, right? That was the handshake game, yeah, wasn't it? I, I – so that game, I was really frustrated. But, uh, one, starting with that, I was there. And on the way out, it just, that was a game where there was like no fire in, in it. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's unfair. It seemed like there was no fire in the Penn State guys. And I was walking out and I had a, a young child who was really young, who was at home. And I'm like, like six months old. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to continue to waste my time to come up here if that's the kind of effort they're going to put out. You know, it was one of those moments, like as I'm walking down the ramps in the stadium. Um, right. But when you look at it, um, yeah, you know, like the whole 59 nothing. Well, shellacking then, a couple of years ago. What I was going to say, though, is then is the only time they've beaten us since they've been in the Big Ten the COVID year? What, two yes. years, a year ago, a year yes. and a half ago now? Yes. Right? Because we've, it, they, they, it, it always feels like 
Maryland and Rutgers want to be our rival, and we want nothing to do with it. Right. So th- that is leads to an interesting conversation as well. Like Austin's been asking a lot about rivals, right? And just like how does it work and with sports and all that stuff. And so he'll talk about Penn State, and I'm like, it's hard because I'm like, buddy, in my mind, like there, there isn't like a written rule of this, I don't think. But like in my mind, like if I ask you who your rival is and that school wouldn't say the same thing, then right. you're not they're not your biggest rival or you're not r- true rivals. Right. And I say that like so like there may be some Penn State fans, I don't know, but I gave this as the example, who might say Ohio State. Ohio there is not an Ohio State fan who's gonna say Penn State's their biggest rival. Same thing with Michigan. And same thing with Michigan, right. And I'm like, so then when you go outside of that, I'm like, I don't think there's anyone there. And I well, and so like, it came up during the wrestling because I was like, well, in wrestling, Iowa and Penn State would be rivals. Like I kind of, you know, just because – but I I could understand where people would be like, well, if you're going to go by sport, then that doesn't – you know, you're kind of – okay. I, I could understand that. I could understand you saying like, no, not really. But like I feel like in that sport, they're rivals just because of the situation that they find themselves in so often, you know. Yeah. But, I, I completely understand what you're saying, and I, I – by and, I and large agree with it. Pitt should be our rival in oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. But because we're not in the same conference, it makes it tough. And well, I don't want to give Pitt the satisfaction of being their rival. No. Right. Because right. we're better than them. Right. We are better than them. But that goes, that's the same thing with Rutgers, Temple, and Maryland. Like right. the three of them, too. I don't even know. I mean, I know back in the day, Syracuse and Virginia Tech, West Virginia were all in that conversation too. But like, I don't think any of those teams outside of Pitt would really call us their rival. No, like I, I feel like there's, you know, that which, you know, that Penn State sense should come, of rivalry come but up the with fact some. That, uh, but the fact that we can, like, if I gave you that list outside of Pitt, and I'm like, who's the rival? Like, it would just be luck of the draw. You know what I mean? Which tells you they're not. It's not the rivalry. Penn State really should come up with some marketing term like "unrivaled" or something like that. Yeah, you know, something like that. You mean I, it's not Michigan State? <laughs> but also, Michigan State wouldn't. They would say Michigan, which also plays into that. Well, right. no one at Michigan's picking. Right. Well, probably in Michigan, there are well, some people that probably would well, say Michigan State go. over so, Ohio like, State, I feel as like crazy as that sounds. Even if you get super sport-specific, like I did just a minute ago, even if you ask Iowa wrestlers, like wrestling, oh, right, over the last decade they may say Penn State. Honestly, they probably wouldn't even for the first part, but like over the second half you might say Penn State. But like if you've got like the lifers, they probably might say like Oklahoma State or something like that. Those, you know, well, those Iowa, that, Iowa State always. Right, Iowa, right, like all that stuff, like – so I don't even know if that would even still work. He dropped oh it again. <sighs> you know, so it's just one of those things where That's that so whole rivalry thing is is interesting. It's an interesting conversation for sure. But that I, I, I it it means more to me in college. Like I know there's some people that oh would be gosh, like, yeah. no, no way. Well, there's, that's like, but I think about when I go through like the divisions as the NFL has them now. Right, like, who's as a Dolphins fan? Who is my biggest rival? Like, like, if you're going by recent success, it would be the Patriots. Right, but historically speaking, I don't know that who I could pick right. because all but, of them are our rivals. That's why they're in the division so, with us. So here you go. Like, even if you look at the Eagles, like you as the Eagles, the Eagles, I think people would say the Cowboys. Right, right but I think 
so would the Giants and the and the Commanders. Correct. And I don't know. So like the Dallas. Ugh, that was bad. Ver, like the Dallas side of that. If I were to ask someone, well, around here, I feel like it might be skewed. Like your dad may say, like, oh, it's the Eagles are the biggest Cowboys' biggest rival. But I don't know that that's true for right. Dallas fans as a whole. Like right. the Dallas fans I know are central to Pennsylvania, which means that that could be skewed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I feel like when you see the scheduling and stuff, they talk about it being a divisional game, but like they hype up those Dallas Washington games a lot. You know, um, maybe but not. The, I feel like so, but like every team in a lot of those divisions. Like, look look at the NFC North. Yeah, yeah. Tell me which of those. Like, if only they can only be rivals with one team. Who gets what? Right. Is it Packers Bears and Vikings Lions? Right, I see. Or I think Packers, see, I Lions, think Vikings, it, Bears. You find yourself in an interesting spot there because I think Bears would say Packers. I think many Packers would say Bears, but also like Vikings. geographically, you're going to get a, a lot of Vikings there. You know, like man, that that should that could be an off season project for us. Is yes. uh, who is everyone's NFL rival? Establishing it once and for all. Yeah, this is what we say goes right. And like I said at the start of this, like it, you know, it's not written anywhere that I know. We'll have to write it down. Maybe we'll put it in stone. That's right. This is how it. This is how it is. Uh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anything else about the um, March Madness? Because that's well, what we were talking. Speaking about. of rivalries, Duke North Carolina, man. Oh yeah, and I, I started to say they've yep. never met in a Final Four. And here we go. And like it would be kind of poetic after how all the. And again, I'm not like the biggest Duke fan. I'm also not like a Duke hater necessarily. So there were a lot of North Carolina and Duke hater fans that were just running their mouths after North Carolina won that game in, yeah, Ch- in Durham's home game. And like, Oh man, can you imagine like just the Duke fans and team being able to flip the <sighs> script on that and yeah, you know, with turn it going the other to way? the championship game. Right. Like, yeah, you beat him, but he beat you in the final four to win it. You know, like, but so, okay. So even if Duke wins, then it comes down to Kansas and my bracket and maybe winning it or, or it comes down to Nova and Duke and that, you know, that that's really tough. Like, so yeah, if North Carolina wins, I, I'm rooting for Kansas or Nova. So am I. So am I. If, Duke wins. I'll root for Duke over Kansas, but probably Nova over Duke. But how it's insane! Really, it how really insane tough, would it though. be for like Jay Wright and Villanova to have three championships in the last six years? Like that would yeah. be nuts. I saw freezing cold takes post someone from like the end of the fifteen season. I yeah. think yeah about how they wanted Jay Wright fired. Right. <laughs> right. Oh God, fans are crazy. Yeah, but. Uh, Villanova did get bad news that uh, yeah. um, oh, I can't think of his name. I know who you mean though. Tours he tore Achilles. Achilles, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's unfortunate, especially considering Villanova really only goes six deep. <laughs> but like they only go to that sixth man and but hey. No one up. said it would be easy, only right. that it'd be worth it. Right. You know, so we'll we'll see. Also, 
How about that Villanova team is probably going to set the Division One record for foul shooting uh, percentage. Wow. And they're like, as a team, shoot over 86%. And they were going against Houston, who as a team ranked 324th in foul shooting percentage. So you're saying that's bad. That's hard to do. That is really hard to do. Like, if you just sat there and threw the ball up at the rim, you're going to be probably better than that. All right, you're up. Milk the clock there. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a nice one. That was a nice one. <laughs> I don't think they can hang with us as long as we're not shooting ourselves in the in the foot. So, um, I don't know. I haven't uh, – I forgot what I was going to say. I kind of like talking that that random NFL stuff, like ranking the quarterbacks. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. That was a good one. Um, I was, well, was going to say, well, who do you want the Dolphins to get in the draft? But, um, an offensive lineman, I guess. Offensive lineman, maybe a linebacker yeah. or defensive lineman. It all depends on how things shake out. I just I don't want them moving up anymore, mortgaging more of their draft picks. Right. They still have like four or five picks this year, but the earliest is one hundred and one. Oh my oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, are you kidding me? I, I had like the the like, I had like the pass defense. You, you know, know what I mean? You like, know what they say about the prevent defense? Oh my gosh! If my dad's watching, he's freaking out right now. He <laughs> hates the prevent defense. <laughs> um, well, maybe well, he went. And they get the ball maybe, too. <laughs> maybe he went to you know that one's going to be on ESPN top ten, but behind a really stupid dunk. <laughs> oh, that's oh, an man. inside joke. All right. So, how about this is just random, but how about the Phillies, man? Bats were lighting it up today. Harper yeah. had two home runs in his first two at bats. Yep, saw that. Uh, Castellanos debuted. And Mickey Moniak's bat has been popping the last couple hey, weeks. Yeah. How about Hazley? Hey. Let's. Uh, uh, the, hey, uh, having options is good. They, they traded Luke Williams today, which was the end of a, right. an interesting run for him. That you know, yeah, that I like fun story, right? So, good luck but, to him. I know the social media team uh, tweeted out that yeah. his walk off. So that was fun. I was surprised to see that happen because they yeah. traded him for another outfielder. I think, right? But so, um, but you know, always cautiously optimistic about the Phillies. They've burned us the last two years, but they. I feel like honestly they're kind of like like the Dolphins. Like I lined up my uh, first tickets to go down. So oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if they're not, I know there's questions on defense and with pitching, both starting like having them healthy and also re- relief pitching. But I just hope they're fun to watch. Like I, if right. you're giving me offense, that's entertaining. Right. I'll be frustrated by the errors and also giving up five to seven runs a game. But if we're scoring eight to ten, it won't matter. <laughs> right. So not that I expect them to average eight to ten runs, but you know, it's just the thought of what they're going to be but, able to do is. But if they intriguing. do, <laughs> but if they do, they'll probably be okay. You, you know, we always say two out of three, which right. correlates to what a hundred and you, some wins, right, hundred and two wins, yeah. or something like that. So, hey, I would take that. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm excited for the Phillies. I'm glad that, that they got all that worked out and that the Phillies decided, hey, we don't want just one of the top five free agents. We'll take two of them. Yeah. And when it, when it was all three of them were on the table, I wanted Chris Bryant. So did I. But then when they got Schwarber, I was like, oh, okay. And then when that Castellanos things came out, I was just like, oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, we and got the, two of them for the price of right, Bryant. Right. So. And I said to you before, like, are you taking the over or the under on three and a half years before the Rockies are shopping Chris Bryant? Under. Like, because didn't you say three years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. On Twitter, they, they were there was you know one of those fake accounts was saying like the they're day after they're already shopping. They're him? already shopping him. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they do. They well, and the, I feel well, like their owner is just compensating because there was a lot of backlash I just, because he had he gave away all their good players and didn't even get anything in return. Like the Pirates usually get like lots of draft picks in return and stuff like that. I shouldn't what say was, draft picks, prospects. I don't know that you can trade draft picks in. in yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, how does it make any sense to let Trevor Story go, but then sign Chris Bryant? Dude, I. It's the Rockies, man. They're 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 just Marlins. Ter- terrible, right? terrible ownership group. Terrible ownership group. Um, and yeah, it's just it's unfortunate. Whew. What's he up to? Almost over a hundred. Oh, um, so since the last time we were on, um, the I, I forget what it's being called, but the basically the Penn State collective yes. for name, image, likeness yes. debuted. Yeah, which is it's about time that that finally happened for Penn Staters. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. Oh my! Are you kidding me? Jeez, this is not good. The thing that's frustrating about that, like when I throw an interception, right? It, no. I probably right. did something. I, I know wrong. what you mean, right? Although there are some that I'm like, there's no way he got to that, right? But like the ones I've the thrown fumbles, tonight, there's nothing. You can they do. were bad decisions. I own up to that. But like fumbling, I'm not gonna run like hold the <laughs> I'm not gonna hold the trying to pop the ball out cover with both arms every play. Right. Like I'm not gonna do that because you slow down. You Ugh. see he's like nine of ten for like a hundred some yards. Eighty of that came on one play. Yeah. At half. I thought he fumbled. Oh man. Oh so frustrating. Um all right, let's let's dive into the the the, the rivalry thing quickly. Okay. Let's start with uh, NFC West. Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals, Rams. Oof. The Cardinals are the odd man out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you could make a case for 49ers Seahawks. Or Rams 49ers. I like I feel like the 49ers are the, the pinnacle there. Yeah. I feel that they're like the lever. Like which team do you want to pair with who? I feel like recent trends, I would probably say 49ers Rams. I agree. And then do Seahawks Cardinals. 
currently. But I would love yeah, to hear. Agree. But it's even even just a few years ago, it would have been Seahawks. 49 ers right? Um, but yeah, I would I would go 49ers Rams um, with the back and forth they had this year, you know. And um, it's also like technically that's those are still young and blossoming because the yeah. Cardinals moved over, you know, when in the late 90s, when or the early 2000s. When did that change happen with I them? Don't, I don't remember from the what well, is the NFC East, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Seahawks were an AFC team. Right. Like, and, and also, like, with the Rams moving back out to California, like, I view that more as a rivalry than when they're in St. Louis. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so those are interesting ones. All right, let's stay out west and go to the AFC. This one is this one is tough. Yeah. Um, I. So you got Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. Oh my gosh. So here's the thing. I find I feel like the Chargers are the odd ones out just because like they couldn't get people to go to a soccer they couldn't fill a twenty thousand seat soccer stadium. Right. Now I know that's when they moved and stuff, but like and the Raiders, despite moving all over the place, have an incredibly loyal fan base, you know, like Right. Um so we actually have a listener that is a big Broncos fan, yeah. Coach Steve, yeah. Coach O'Neill. Um, and I think he would – he told me that I believe – what was that? That was just a ridiculous series. Um, he, uh, he sees the main rival for Denver as the Raiders, Broncos Raiders, which would leave it to be Chiefs Chargers. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, um, and I would honestly have to defer to the Broncos. To someone who's a fan yeah. of the team. Yeah. I, I always thought Raiders-Chiefs was was a big one. See, and that's the thing. I feel like Raiders would be the rival for all. They're like like we talked about the Niners. The Raiders would be the one. Or like Man, the Cowboys. Right. Yes. They would be the one that's doing it. That would be a heck of a time for a pick six. Yes, yes, it would. So I'll defer to to Steve and say Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers then. That's fine. Um, NFC NFC South. Panthers, Bucks, Falcons, Saints. Panthers, Bucks, Falcons, Saints. This one's weird to me. Oh, no. I'm not sure where where to go with this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this one that one's interesting. I I feel like for some reason I want to pair the Saints and the Falcons. Okay. For some reason, but Buccaneers Panthers doesn't do a lot for me. But I don't know really. Like none of those are marquee games to me. No. They've been marquee over the last decade or so because of the quarterbacks that have been there. Right. Namely, now Brady with the Bucks, but Drew Brees with the Saints was the big draw. And then the years like when Cam Newton was at the top of his game with the Panthers, and then um, there was always the uh, 
the Battle of the Domes with the Falcons and Saints. I guess that's why I favor that. I feel like a lot of those big games and even like the things related to Hurricane Katrina, I feel like it was always the Saints up upending the Falcons or the Falcons upsetting the Saints when it came to big games. Um, so I guess I favor Falcons Saints there, but that just leaves Panthers Bucks. But I, I don't know. We would need a we would need input from an NFC South fan, I think, on their opinion for that. You, and you have any any thoughts on that one? Yeah, see, I feel like the Saints are kind of the pin there. Oh, kick it off! <sighs> are they going for it? Yeah, because they're in no man's land. I think. Oh. Uh... Nice. Oh, we fumbled it. I wish we would have picked it up instead of just running. I didn't use that a timeout, though. If they get a first down, there might be in field goal territory. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i saying, like, you have all three timeouts yet. I mean, I know you can see that. But um, any more so, that I was going to have to start using them. But... All right, all right. Um, AFC yeah. South. Okay, so AFC South. Colts, Titans, Jaguars, I'm Texans. Going, I'm going to go Jaguars and Titans, and then – oh, actually. We'll do Colts, Titans. And oh, my God. Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. That's how I'm going to match them up. Okay. I just feel like the Colts and the Titans have more consistently been, although they rotate through in that division. There's too much of an important play to. That wasn't done very well. Again, the South teams are a mystery to me. Yeah. The South teams, including Indianapolis. <laughs> oh my God! Are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> Hate everything. <sighs> this is why this game is so frustrating. <laughs> We can go into Georgia against a team ranked 99 across the board and beat them. Being down 14 nothing. Right, 14 nothing at half. Beat them 21-14. But can't beat a 2-4 and four or 2-5 and five UTSA team. Oh, God. This is demoralizing. Well, you've got that two-touchdown two play. Two, two touchdowns in a minute, right? All right. You've got the two-touchdown play. Now's the time to break it out. Oh, man. 
Well, that takes the air out of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Takes the air out of the discussion. Right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Where where do we go? Do we go to the AFC North? No, NFC North. Oh, okay. NFC North. Then that one's tough. We kind of talked about this one. I'm going to go with... What the hell? I'm going to go with... Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. I know that doesn't necessarily... I feel like Packers, Bears is the one I hear about more often. So that's what I'm going to go with. Even though Packers, Vikings is probably like regionally just as big. This is the first one that really hurts over this last year of playing this. Yes. That first year we lost some and that was like frustrating. But I was like, yeah. Three interceptions and a fumble. The one that makes me mad is the fumble because we're driving. Well, and I am mad about the the Hail Mary before half. Like, like I don't know why these guys are just, like, going off in the other direction. You know what I mean? Like, um, I should have just let him score. No, I shouldn't. Well, that'll be that. Um. Uh. <laughs> That's annoying. I jumped off size. <laughs> on purpose. Oh, I put up one where the game's not on. It's probably for the best if the game's not on right now. I can't believe that happened. That's you called it too. Like, I did. I said like that was just that was bad. That was bad. That was yeah. my worst offensive performance since we've been playing this. That was just not. It's <laughs> much like the sports we talk about. It's not as much fun when we don't win, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, Who would have thought that? Huh? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So so that was that. Um, seven and one on the season. Now we're going to drop from five to maybe out of the side of the top 10. Uh, we lost to the road no, runners no, no, who no. were two and five before. Yeah. I'll, I'll just let that um, sit. Cause I don't so that's that. disappointing, but right. All right. Well, thanks for, uh, sitting here and listening to us talk about mostly NFL, a little March madness, couple Phillies topics, but We'll save that soccer topic for for some other time with your dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I blame you for bringing up soccer. That's why we played so poorly in that we last game. We played to such a low score. Um, so, yeah, we just got humiliated and humbled by the roadrunners of Texas San Antonio 28-14, to which is our first loss since, like, the beginning of the 2014 season. Because then we lose, like, week one or two, and then we went undefeated so. the rest of the I way. I so. Um, so yeah, that one hurts. That one stings. We'll see what happens uh, next week when we play games nine and ten. Hopefully, we can get back in the win column and move on and and still win the conference championship. And I don't know if we have a chance at the the BCS anymore. We yeah, might get a probably cool, not cool bowl game, but I don't think we'll, we'll be able to uh, quick claw our way back. Quick soccer note: 
as long as the U.S. doesn't lose by six on Wednesday night to Costa Rica, they will qualify for the World Cup. So, hey, all right. There you go. Yeah. There's their soccer talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, happy birthday to my Aunt Joyce celebrating, I think, tomorrow, tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, Jason, who is actually leading the bracket pool right now. Yes, yes. Uh, he celebrates this weekend. It's a big one. His 40th is Thursday. So happy birthday to Jason. And we'll be back again next Sunday, which I think is April 3rd. Yeah, April 3rd. 2022 to uh, play more NCAA football 14 and talk about whatever's going on in sports. That'll be episode 355, but this was episode 354 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Thank you so much for tuning in for Justin Raffoff. I'm Joe Mays until next time. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Brought to you by May's Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Like, oh. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at JoeMaysAndJRaff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.